All right, so here we go. Hey guys, welcome to PA Blue Collar Outdoors podcast. Um, we're also on it's also on YouTube on Tipsy Rippers. This is podcast number six, I think, or five or six. Um, one of those numbers. <laughs> one of those numbers. <laughs> I can't remember, but uh, basically the topic of this one's going to be a little bit of a mixed bag. We're going to kind of give an update on our season coming up uh, next month little bit over a month for archery season over here so we're pretty excited about that like three days over a month yeah <laughs> it's it's real it's close. close um so we're, we're we're really excited about that and then we kind of want to talk about uh some things we want to work on and some new things that we worked on this year i think like the general idea is we do want to go into things we want to get better at but we do want to talk about our season so i'll let william start it off and kind of like talk about he he did a lot of it, so I can't really take credit because I haven't had time since. Which I didn't even son, do so. all that much. Yeah, but you still did get a good. So hit. we pretty much started out with like a whole new take this year on things. Um, we didn't do any food plots like we did last year. We experimented with food plots, small ones, couple last year, um, with like the throw and grow and um, cereal rye, other stuff that people suggested to us. We had a little bit of luck with them, but nothing like extreme uh we uh we still did mineral blocks this year uh we put out another one they usually last a year which is good because like what they're like seven eight dollars for a 50 pound mineral block that lasts a year they're like you can't beat it we just make holders out of um it's like two by tens two by twelves yeah ain't any wood but i mean so they don't rot out yeah two by ten two by twelve you made that plywood one it didn't last yeah the plywood yeah the plywood one don't don't do plywood it rots right away yeah (laughs) i don't suggest it but then it falls i mean that's all i had so that's what i made it it worked for the yeah but yeah don't do that so that's a good thing to add in there um so we're hunting in completely new spots except for the one stand is in a uh in the same spot that we had um where we had a food plot before and everything else mineral block um i just put apples out there last week and it blew my mind that all the apples were gone within a week like not a trace of apple like a whole giant probably 30 gallon garbage bag full of apples just gone in a week like you could watch them dwindle on the trail camera which blew my mind Dude, um, they knock those apples out like, i couldn't believe it half of them were like rotten i wouldn't say half of them but like probably a third yeah gone not a trace you would never be able to tell there was apples there ever and ever let me tell you this real quick why i know that they, they they'll demolish apples is my brother had a truck bed full of apples and we dumped them all on the ground and he told me the next week they're all gone like a truck full that's a lot demolish them that's way more than I had. Like it was data. I mean, that's a where we put it was a high track. Traffic oh area. yeah, already. It was like his dad's property, but like he his dad told him and told me because I went hunting with him twice at his spot, and they always put apples out because they must have like an apple tree in their yard. I think that and uh, they demolish them like it's crazy. Yeah, I couldn't. I like I sh- I sent you that picture of the one on the trail camera like during the day just yeah, like so it, like sticking out of his mouth. I thought it was funny. It's funny like, they pick up the whole apple too. Yeah, and they're of, like, just like trying to eat it. Were they crab apples? In his mouth. No, no, no they were regular apples. I seen some apples <laughs> on the show. way to a fort like on on the Butler. I mean, not Butler. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, on my on my way um I was like, oh, I should grab those. They're, like, all on the side of the road. I thought yeah, about yeah. stopping and just don't, throwing a bunch in my bed of my truck so we could have some. But, I mean, technically, uh, you know. Yeah, we got to have all that stuff out by yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, by Tuesday. By Tuesday. I'm trying so. to find the picture so I can show them. I just thought it was hilarious. Like, the deer with the apple in his mouth. Like, oh, that was so funny. But, um, anyways, back to where we were going. I'm probably not going to find it. So anyways, um, so we're hunting in totally two, uh, different spots that we never hunted before. Uh, they're not completely new to us. The one really kind of is back in the woods. We're going to put a blind there. That's, that's new. We never hunted out of a blind, not archery. And I figured, Hey, why not? Let's try it. Other people do it. Why, why, why not try it? And, uh, it's kind of a, it's a high traffic area and it was anyways, cause we put, 
Um, we got our first cell phone camera, so that was cool. And we put it out there, just kind of a guess. We just threw it out there where we seen a lot of traffic, uh, deer traffic crossing the swamp. Immediately got a ton of pictures, box does, everything, you know, night, day, uh, lots of deer. So we decided, hey, you know, this is probably a good spot. So I went ahead and went, you know, on YouTube. Cody obviously sent me the link uh, probably last year or whatever. Um, uh, probably like uh, 10 times also yeah. this year. Because I've, he yeah. kept asking me like, oh, we should make a deer feeder. We should buy one. And I'm like, yeah, I sent you a link like 10 times. Yeah, we were going to make a PVC one, but like. Um, he didn't watch it? Just like. No. Yeah, well, I did, but it was a while ago. And like, it was just right over. I don't even remember. I don't even remember. So I'm like, oh, we'll make a PVC one. I go to the store. First off, they don't have any six-inch PVC. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I guess we'll make four-inch. Well, the four-inch PVC fittings are, like, ridiculous. So I'm like, okay, we're making a bucket feeder then. So he sends me the video again because I'm, like, determined now we're making a feeder. So uh, I go up and get a bucket off of him. I had some all thread laying around. I had some nuts and stuff. And I didn't have a soup can, of course, so I used a... um. One of the pre-mixed uh, two-stroke gas cans. I use that. It's even bigger. So he's like, oh, you got to cut the end off of it because the wind catches it. Okay. <laughs> I thought the idea was when the deer bumped it, the corn hit it and made, you know, the noise. So then they're like, oh, it's feeding time. But uh, no, that's it, that's just part of it. So whatever. I cut I that. I, I was kind of a dick about it, too. But <laughs> yeah, you're like, like, do you oh, even know what that's for? Yeah, and I was, I was like. like uh, yeah, the corn hits off of it, makes noise, and they bump it to get the corn out of it, so they know. But no, that's not at all the the whole story. It's, I th- uh, I think like the the guy we got our I watched it from it was from ten years ago, and the sole purpose was cut off the end and get wind. I don't know if it actually does it because I I don't know either it. because they just they in the meantime uh, they just on the camera they just stick their freaking mouth up there and lick. Look it right out of the hole, and they're eating it right out before it even hits the ground. So, what what is that can even for? I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think like before, like I was like, oh, maybe it's too high. Now it might be too low. So it's I like, put it a little bit lower, not yeah. not a just, whole lot. Yeah, now they can like get right to it, and there's like. But even if like you figure like the the bucket is like huge, it's not real big, but like the wind, it's just suspended from a limb. If the wind blows the bucket, it's still going to shake corn out, and it does. I, I was just being a smart ass about it. Yeah, so, you know, well. You know uh, how it goes. So, you know how I am. We did a bucket feeder. I put it a, like 50 yards up from the original spot where we put the camera. Oh, man, it just day and night, just pictures all the time. Like deer we never even seen before, deer we had no idea were down there. This is, like, a totally new spot. Um, It's pretty thick down in there other than, like, in the swamp area. There's not a lot of thick trees or brush or anything. Other than that, there's, like, it's going to be a hard spot to put a blind because there's a lot of high traffic areas in there. They're crossing, and then they have paths intersecting going the other direction, like, very heavily used paths. But, like, I... I'm just using my general judgment. I'm not like a professional. I'm like, well, you don't want to be too close to these heavily used paths. And you don't want to be too close to where they're crossing the swamp. You kind of want to be like back from it. So they're not like pressured, I guess, or they're not like right on top of you. So they're still going to use those paths. So like I marked out a couple of spots, but also you want like really good cover for the blind to sit in. You don't want to like right out in the open, but you also want to, you want a good view and see a lot, you know, but it's kind of hard because it's thick, like I said, but it doesn't get uh, wide open until you go down to like the swamp area. So you can see a while. Yeah. And that's a hard thing for a blind where you could put a stand up and you can kind of put it in a general area up high and you can almost reach those spots. Oh yeah. Stand, Cause you can see like, farther. Yeah. So like, I mean, other than cutting down a bunch of trees, you know, there's different than like put, cutting down branches, but you would have to actually cut down trees everywhere. Oh yeah, for, everywhere. Like it's to see. Yeah. So, and there's vines down there, branches and falling down stuff. It's just it's very um it's very thick. 
Yeah, and, and then, it's it's tough, and and like the paths are very close. Like you've been down there, so they they cross the creek in two separate spots where the swamp is, but then they have like two really heavily used paths like right up from that, and you're like, uh, and like judging on like the camera pictures where they're coming from, they use those, and you don't. We'll see. What that's why I just took big sticks and shoved them in the ground. I picked three spots to potentially put it. I wanted your opinion on it. I just don't want to do it myself. Just because I'm like, ah, we'll we'll see. I'm like, I picked these three spots, so we'll see. Yeah, it's almost better just like even just have a second person like looking at it, even though you kind of know like maybe this is a better spot, but you also want someone else. Yeah, because like I like you know I crouch down. I'm like, okay, we're gonna be about this height in this blind sitting in a chair so like how i want optimum like sight to see as much as i can see but i don't want to be on top of them but i want to be close to where they're going to be you know patterning and like it was kind of neat because i talked to a guy last night that he's hunted for years never archery hunted and he's like he knew the like basics of it he's like oh i that's a lot of work like it's a lot of time and work because you got to like pattern the deer and know where they're going and stuff. Where it's like rifle, and it was nice because he was respectful, even though he didn't need, he didn't archery hunt. He was respectful about it, so he knew how much it took, like the effort, the time, the work you have to put in to be an archery hunter. And he's like, in rifle, they're just running all over the place, or you're pushing them, or you're, you know, they're just they're just running everything. They're nuts. They're all pressured all the time and. And archery, he's like, I should, I should archery hunt. I should, but I don't. So that was kind of cool to have a conversation with somebody like that to get a different aspect of it. But he, yeah, he's right. There's a lot of, a lot of effort, you know, patterning them, making, I mean, you're still not, they change all their patterns and, you know, when they get in the rut, you don't, you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, that's why I tell you my first, the first two weeks are my favorite because they still seem to hit at least similar patterns so like you have a general idea where those bucks are going um at least in my and like our specific spot because like I, you know i've seen the same buck go the same spot same spot, the bigger ones you know um and but by the time like two like the end of the second week third week the bigger bucks you don't see them they're gone gone like disappear it's like you've never seen them again whether they get sh- shot or whatnot I don't know, but, like, it just seems like at that time they're just gone. Like, that's just my opinion. Um, I've heard other people talk about that. Like, people love, like, the first week, the first two weeks, you know. Um, it seems that's when a lot get killed, too, the first two weeks at yeah. least, yeah. Because, I mean, I've never taken it. I've had chances, but, like, it's like, oh, do I really want to get something the first week? Like, I want to, like. Yeah, see what's in store the yeah. rest of the season. Yeah, and I, I, you know, we talk about this a lot. I'm not someone who goes after the biggest buck. I don't, like, go after the... I don't have to go after a specific one. No, we, year, I mean, we make target ones. Yeah, but we don't, like, we we don't go... We ain't getting a buck if we ain't getting this specific one. We don't do Oh, that. yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. But we do spick, like, like, okay, we ain't going after this side. Like, this year, you're going to go after, like, a target buck, actually, um, yeah, because he's old and like his antlers are. I mean, he's legal, obviously, but they're like all jacked up. Mm-hmm. Like he's like going back downhill it's, and like yeah, he just looks old because like he's wide, but like the one side is real wide and the other side's almost like a little bit narrow. Yeah, the and then like side. his freaking main beams like that. I don't know. I'm like that might be exaggerating, but like this long. But there's only a G1 and G2 <laughs> yeah. on it, and then there's it's like so this looking. much of nothing. It's so long. It's like <laughs> excuse me. I mean, it's not this long, you know, but it's, I mean, it, we're talking it's like this, but okay, anyway. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so like this year, I think we're both going to go after more older bucks, target bucks, et cetera. But yeah, the, there's other, there's lots of other legal ones, like, but on that camera in this new spot, we're not seeing those deer on our other one. And then like. On our other, like, very high traffic area uh, camera, which that one brought, which was kind of weird. We had, like, two shooter bucks that were pretty decent on that camera for the whole season. The whole time we had the camera out, you know, from start to current. And then just all of a sudden, this, like, nine, potentially ten point just shows up 
out of the random, like last month. We're like, where where did he come from? Like, what? Why is he start coming here now? Like, that's weird. Yeah, and it's <clears throat> it's random. Like, it just seems like you do listen to other podcasts, and they do talk about like they you know going from different seasons, or they do like to follow patterns. Like, I I know they do. They do somewhat to an extent. But you're also not gonna like pinpoint their pattern. Like, no, you're not gonna go. He, like, right now, if you said that buck's going to be first day, he's going to be right there at 4 o'clock, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe that. Like, no. On a Tuesday, on a Tuesday, he's going to be there at 4 o'clock because he was there every Tuesday at a 4 o'clock. Just because it's the beginning of the season doesn't mean, you know, that no. they tra- yeah. start to change later in October. You know what I mean? That's just my opinion, especially when you get in the rut. Oh, yeah, the they go. Not like you don't even know. Yeah, they definitely change. I mean, they go to they'll go to whole different other areas in that point. Yeah, like just exploring to see. I mean, and then by that point in time, they start to cut down all their food sources, like the soybeans, the corn, you know, that we have around. That's all gone. So like they're really changing their route. Like they're chasing yeah. does now. Their food sources in a different. They don't have that food source any any longer. So yeah. they're like kind of scavenging for something to eat so everything's kind of changing they might they might go out further they might you don't know mm-hmm. and, and like there was within us talking about this there's like 10 points i want to make but i'm trying to keep it to like general general not so specific i mean obviously we're not professionals and we just listen to a lot of things podcasts we also experience it yeah youtube life. videos you know my opinion i hunted without cameras for a long time so my viewing isn't as wide as everybody else's where they use cameras so they're able to pinpoint all these bucks but i like an old i'm like a little bit old school yeah they almost like track them yeah so they track them they really get into it this is the first time using trail cameras i mean essentially the only really reason we use trail cameras we do is like to see what's out there yeah pretty pretty much. much Like, we don't got enough time. I, don't, I realize I don't have enough time. No, now. and we don't really have enough, like, to, to like, physically track them, like, to put all our cameras out and, like, tr- like figure out where they're going all the time. Like, their bedding area, and this is their feeding area, you know, da, da, so on. But we just more or less have cameras out to see what's there. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, these deer aren't over here, and these deer aren't over there. Yep, Exactly. Well, I'm going to make two points to that. You said earlier about those bucks don't seem to be on the other side. And that's a my personal opinion. They might be going over there. We might not be catching them on camera. Or we might not be seeing yeah, them. Yeah, they might just want to go in that specific area. But I feel like they're in a different zone. Like, I almost feel like there's, like, a zone. Like, when, like they know where their food's at. And they know where they're, like, we'll just call it their home base. They know they go back air. So they go to their food in a different way. Like, just Yeah, just like we would bit. go to the grocery store. Like, yeah. We're not going to go that way. That way's closer. Why would we go that way? Yeah, you know, exactly. it's like a zone. Yep. So, like, unless you own a bunch of acreage, you're not going to ca- always catch the same deer or, you know. Yeah. And that brings me to, like, talk, I'm going to talk about another point about cameras and such. Like, we don't, I guess, like, this is the first time we've used a cellular one. Yeah, so it is. we're getting, like, immediate responses. Like, oh, it's 9 o'clock. 9 a.m. Like wow. Yeah, and we're not really? like that's crazy. Like, wasting our time either. Like on that one new spot uh, where we put our stand at, we put a camera up there. It's uh, it's not been the greatest. Exactly. You know what? And it might be the greatest when hunting season comes. Yeah, you don't know, but like, I mean, we've I mean we've moved it in the vicinity a couple times, and like we haven't got nothing. We got like three or four pictures, but like it's kind of disappointing because we put a stand there. But we're also like, uh, you know, but you, like you said, you don't, you don't know. We know, we know deer go in and out of there all the time yep. and they're always going out to the field all the time. We see them there in rifle season and archery season, even in turkey season, there's deer out there in the field. It just, yeah. I mean, you, it might be beneficial in, in season, but just right now we're not, uh, there's not a whole lot of traffic. It's, it's very a broad area too. Cause they, they split, they split up, up and they go, you know, every which way. Yep. And I, I would say like, um, 100% they split up right there in our new spot. 
it's a potentially good spot because we know there's bucks over there. We know there are some uh, couple older ones. The one thing I want to say is, like, I was just want to go back real quick, is I've always done my scouting in in season because I didn't have enough time to do scouting outside where, you know, some people can go out twice, three times a week, go check where the deer are coming out, check oh, you know, yeah, physically, we... you know what I mean, physically, or put out a bunch of cameras and stuff like that. And Yeah, or just, like, sit in their stand. Be yeah. like, oh, well, people go this stand is a very good spot. Yeah, and then they, they sit there all night. Like, I don't, I don't got that time. That's why we're called PA Blue Collar Outdoors, because we don't got the time to, like, we're just the regular work people. We're, we, Working, know, busy we with their lives. Family, you got to mow your grass. Got to yep. take care of your kids. Got to cook your dinner. And uh, yep. I mean, we don't we we don't have property, but you know, it's just ten minutes to drive yeah. over there. That's but still, ten minutes. But still, enough. It's an inconvenience. Yeah. Oh sometimes, yeah. You, know? you don't just walk right out of your back door and be like, and oh, like we're oh. gonna go. Yep. Exactly. You can't just like, oh, when you get home, real quick, let me go check the camera. Now you have to go home do a bunch of stuff and you have to go to 15 10 15 yeah and now and like, like uh, days are getting shorter so we don't have much daylight to do it yeah um but yeah we uh, we have we kind of have time to check the cameras sometimes not as much but i mean i'm i feel like less often we have one cell phone camera i mean which is good though because i would say our footprint isn't there as much, in my opinion. Yeah, but it I still got to feed the fill the yeah. feeder, <laughs> so like, you know, you're not gonna get. Yeah, but we were checking it like a ton. Last year yeah. we did. We checked them all like a lot. Yeah. yeah, like very, very lot. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, that that's helpful. But I mean, you're still like. I mean, not that I drive right up to the feeder with my quad. I like I leave it back and walk up. I mean, our the deer that are around our area, they're pretty used to like yeah, cars, quads, because yeah. it's a it's a it's a country location. They're going to be up, you know. There's side by sides, quads, cars, right, you know, up and down the road all the time, and the trails. And I mean, even the neighbor guy, uh, when I was down there the other day f- filling the feeder, he was driving his quad out through the field, and then he came up into the woods. So there's. You know, they're probably pretty used to it by yeah, now, you'd think. They definitely are. I mean, how many times have we parked our four-wheeler right beside where we're hunting at? Yeah. And we've still seen deer cross. Oh, yeah. We literally drove it right forest. in. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, our other places, you're not going to... We talked about this, you know, last podcast with Andrew. You know, other places, you're going to... That might affect them because they're yeah, not used they're to not it. Yeah, because they're not used to it at all. But, like, they're so used to it. And I'm going to say, like... Obviously, the older buck, the more mature. Yeah, like even you said. Are going to notice. But. Remember, we had, well, not to cut you off. Oh, yeah. But I'm oh, just going to. No. Well, like in light, because like we had that one buck, that big one on the camera. And I'm like, I'm telling you, where's this big deer at? We I switched the place where the camera was, the cell phone camera, like 50 yards up with the feeder and everything. And we had that big buck on there just crossing, just happened to catch him like maybe three times and i'm like where's that deer at why has he not came to this feeder yet like that blows my mind it's only 50 yards you know up the swamp why would he not go to that like and then you're like oh well they don't like to go in front of feeders they're smarter and then like lo and behold like it took like what two weeks and he finally showed up on the camera we're like there he is but he didn't come like the way all the other deer come he came he like came across like crossing like, there he was. I was, like, blown away. And that was, like, the same day I was complaining yeah, about same it. same day I, I t- was telling you that. And that's that's exactly funny because, like, I was like, oh, well, they don't, you know what I mean? They're a little bit smarter, like, at least my. Yeah, they have lots of experience, yeah. life experience. And they, they know, like, for the most part, they, they know those cameras are there. They don't, I don't know if they know what they're doing, but they definitely know they're there. Yeah, something's up. Like, they know. They know that. But like, they're like, why is this giant thing here with full of corn? That's, that's not normal. Yeah. Like the corn yeah. is, you know, in a field. Just hanging. Ooh. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> why is there food here in the middle of the woods? Like it's, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say they're the smartest animal in the world. They're definitely not, but they have like good, um, what's the word? Um, blanking on like, it. um, uh, 
uh, prey instinct. Yeah, instinct. Because they're yeah. prey. They're a prey animal. They're not a predator. Yeah. So, like, they know, you know, but, I mean, right now they feel safe. So, it's like, you know, that's not something that's... But, you know what I mean? You run into one of the bigger bucks, the one that you're saying about, he might have experienced a feeder or cameras, and he knows. Yeah, he he's knows like, oh. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, he relates it to, like, oh, hey, uh... Last time I was around one of these, you know, it wasn't so great. Yeah, there was my, a guy in a tree. My and, buddy Bill got shot the one day, and I freaking had to run. I was like, Bill, where you at? You know what I mean? So, yeah, and then he, i never seen him again. Yeah, fucking Bill. Uh, I don't know why I went with Bill, but sounds Yeah, that's right. an old man name, old dear. <laughs> I got to take yeah. a leak. All right. I'll continue to talk. Ahead. But, <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, we did, we did try quite a few things uh william's got a bladder of a little kid but um <laughs> uh yeah we we tried some new things this time we moved some stuff around uh th- i mean this isn't the property we hunt on isn't our property so we try to be like as uh courteous as possible we try to like if people you know we, we try to anyways the best we, we clean up after ourselves we try not to put you know stands where everybody else is we try to ask if we can hunt there you know so like we try to it's almost like we go up and ask some it's you know it's our family's property but it's not like our family it's my it's my wife's family his girlfriend's family's property so we try our hardest to like not you know try to be nice about not nice about it, but like it's not our property so we want to make sure that we're taking care of it we're not making other people mad um we we want to make sure that since we get the privilege of hunting on this land that we get you know sometimes we have to humble ourselves and be like hey we can't do this or hey we shouldn't do this or we should ask i was just saying telling everybody that we you know we might get mad about stuff sometimes in the hunt but it's not our property we have to be you know courteous and we have to try to like work around everybody else that hunts there and yeah we don't really have a whole lot of say so yeah in any aspect and and you know it 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 is what it is and we we really enjoy it so like we we i mean i've been hunting there probably seven years now five six years seven years something like that and uh you know no one's ever hunted archery. You came in. Now we're having more archery shooters come yeah, in. So still it's still like the original people. Like they, they're just rifles. Yeah. But we still got to be. And like we put, I mean, no, no offense to the people. That definitely yeah. comes into archery too. You yeah, know what I mean? it's part of archery. I mean, I mean they yeah. do put work in, like yeah, to like do the field do. more than we do because we don't have the equipment and stuff like that. But yeah, like they mow and they got all uh, they got all their shanties and stuff. And I mean, we built our own this year or last year because, but like, yeah, they mow a lot. And yeah, and the, the thing is, like, I I. Let's get off this topic because this is just yeah, like yeah, it's just gonna drag yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like it is what it is, and yeah. we're ha- like all I'm gonna say is you know if you do have a piece of property that you're hunting on, just be courteous about it. You're you're it's a privilege that you're hunting on someone else's prop property. You know what I mean? Try to take care of it if you can. Try to be courteous. You know what I mean? Yeah, as best cool. as you can. I mean, not saying I do it 100 percent. But I try to when I can, you know. Oh yeah. So, like if there's a tree down, like get it, uh, cut it up, or do we'll push it off or something, whatever. Like simple stuff like that, whatever. You know. How long's that been on? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I realized you weren't talking that whole time, and I have I've been muting my mic, so then it ain't reverbing. So uh, okay. yeah, sorry. There was like a good uh, probably like a minute or so that. We weren't talking, so it's probably longer than a minute. Yeah, I didn't. I I muted it because you sat here. I must and I bump it when I take it off. Well, I did it. That was my fault because when you muted, oh, when, when you I sat left. right here, I was talking and it was getting it a bunch on it. So <laughs> I apologize, guys, if you uh, 
He'll just we're edit it out. Yeah, we're trying. I'll just edit it out. But we we we're trying a new setup this time and totally new setup, all new because I got a headset, you got a mic, you got the camera, we got stuff you can't even see. It's like yeah, very gonna, elaborate back there that you can't see. Eventually, so. it's going to be a nice setup, and we'll get more official and stuff like that. So, so anyways, um, natural point of aim is what I was talking about. So. That's what my buddy told me because I was having problems shooting long range with my bow because we need to work on that. And we were going to the total archery challenge. And Cody told me to use the level on my site. Well, it just wasn't working for me. It was making it worse, making it worse. So I talked to my buddy and he said, remember, we were on a light rifle team. And he said, remember, our coach would tell us natural point of aim. So pretty much what that is, if anybody's not aware of what it is, you hold the gun or bow, whatever you're shooting. And you put it on the target comfortably. You're just comfortably. Hold it on the target, okay? Close your eyes for like two seconds. Open them back up and see where your sight's at. Like your sight, scope, whatever. On a gun, bow. If it's still in the same spot, don't adjust yourself. And go ahead, relax yourself, and take the shot. If it's not, you need to like make a small adjustment. Put it back on where you're aiming at. Close your eyes again. Open them. Until it gets on that where you're aiming at. So that helped me tremendously. And ever since then, that's what I've just keep instilling in myself and being consistent with shooting a bow. Yeah, and whatever works for you. You know, to be honest, that's actually how you're supposed to. That's part of setting up your a bow initially or trying to tune it, actually, is when you put in a peep sight. You're supposed to actually pull back, close your eyes, sit it comfortably, and open your eyes, and wherever you're kind of, like, at is about, like, where your peep... Not exactly. I mean, you still have to adjust it, but that's where you're going to be comfortable. That's why you can move your peep sight up and down before it gets um, set in. So it's actually... Yeah. If you'd actually ever... Yeah, because instead of you, like, that, yeah. trying to look up at it or yeah. down or... Yeah, you're comfortably looking right through it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you missed... I don't know if we had the mic off before that, but he was talking about total archery challenge. I told him to work with the bubble and stuff like that because on the, site. the bubble, you need to make sure you're level. As long as your site is level, that will work for you. And I've never paid attention to that before. No, I haven't either. I'm like, what is that even on there for? Like, why do you put a level on a site? It's because, you, you know what I mean? Because, like, if you think about it, there's a lot more into shooting a bow than you even realize because there's way more parts We'll just say... Like, oh, yeah, it's just, like, mind-boggling. Yeah, like... The... Yeah. So way more parts that you can physically alter by how you're standing, your arms are, etc., compared to a gun. Because a gun, it's fixed. You know what I mean? For the most part, other than, you know, your side... Oh, yeah, like very that. fixed. But Everything's but fixed. But I'm saying you can't, like... Like a bow. If, you're, if your arm's to the right a little bit, or to the left a little bit, or you're, like too close or you're too much tension on the string yeah that's a perfect um, example is the one guy at our sportsman's club we were talking about this today not to cut you off but so he had um the guy that set up his bow restrung it he paper tuned it for him and it was fine and he switched releases from his thumb release back to a wrist strap so he had a paper tune for that, and they're about the same height, and the guy paper tuned it for him, and it was a right on, and he was shooting inconsistently. And he asked the dude, he's like, hey, you know, I thought you paper tuned this for my wrist strap. Like, what's going on? And he's like, let me see your bow. And he shot it, and he's like, no, it's you. You're moving it. You're not, you're not doing something right. It's you. So that just, like, kind of goes to show, you know, you got to be consistent. Yep, and, uh, you know, I'm, with my bow, I'm relearning everything, and I haven't had enough Yeah, because you got a new one. Yeah, and I shouldn't have before season. Yeah, like, like, I mean, it wasn't really soon, but it was, like, you could have done it, you know, sooner. Yeah, yeah. I didn't you know. plan on it, but whatever. So, that, that that's kind of, like, one thing we both need to work on is we both need to take at least a day to shoot out Full of day, like eight-hour day. Yeah, at least to shoot... Not even just shoot. I'm just saying, like, a day where we go to this, each stand that we have, shoot out, put a target up. Yeah, like a, a block, spots, like 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 off the it. ground, like a deer, like deer height, not yep. just on the ground. Yep, and I've never, never done, I've only done that once. 
and I haven't done it ever since. Yeah, we need to do it because, like, we got a blind this year. We moved the other stand. Yeah, these are all going to be different spots. We actually need to go to the stand and see if we need to cut out lanes. And yeah, that one too, the new one. Yeah, yeah. so that. I mean, even the old one to too, because like yeah. stuff falls over time. True. I was looking at that too. I'm like, hmm. That one's pretty cleared because I cleared. <laughs> we well, cleared the if any. Out of it, uh, nah. I mean, the weeds are like pretty tall now, like everywhere up the up the path we Pathway. use and stuff. Yeah, and on a side note, I was looking into beets and stuff, and you're actually supposed to get sugar beets in a little bit sooner than what we thought. Oh, really? Yeah, I was, like, reading about it, and it's like you at least have to have it an inch inch deep, and you have to, like... We're going to have to take getting, a like, shovel up there. Yeah, so, I don't know. I was looking at, like, some, like, non-tillable, non-tilled Yeah, like, that stuff. tiller didn't even, like... I don't even think it went down an inch. I mean, we that ground is tough. I mean, if we could find, and they say, like, I was I was just briefly reading. I didn't get too, too deep, but you, they're like, oh, you need to test the soil, make sure you can the even The pH level yeah, and pH. all that. So I was like, oh, my God, that's a little bit, like, more We're not work farmers. We just want to, <laughs> we just want a food plot. Yeah, and we're not even doing an acre, so, like, it's like. Yeah, it's like, what, 10, eh, it was like 15 foot by, or. 20 foot or whatever yeah, something it's like really that. not big so like no. if anybody has any recommendations on like what we can do that's like i mean i'm fi we're fine with tilling it and everything but like not real deep yeah it's but, hard yeah it's strip mine it's an old strip yeah mine. so for something that grows in rough ground i mean we tried wheat and stuff like that but cereal rye it was rye. it did all right it, it came cereal back rye? Up. sorry not sure yeah yeah not wheat it wasn't wheat but i mean also we could probably like put a little fertilizer to it or maybe like get some potting soil and mix in when we till yeah. it that would probably help i don't know i'm not a farmer yeah i mean there's probably a bunch we can do i don't know how the people have time to do that like do like five acres of land and food pot i don't i don't have the time personally. yeah i don't know how people have the time and the money to invest in the equipment to do that like I understand if you have your own property and you... Oh, yeah, because it's, like, right this, out but... your back door and, like, you already got a tractor and a tiller and, yep. or, you know, like a... Uh, like a rake. Disc and... or whatever yeah, for your tractor, yep. like your big, big... You'd probably have to have a pretty decent-sized tractor to do, you know, a five-acre food plot. Yeah. Because that's, that's a lot of land. I even one it, you know, even one acre. Even one acre would be gigantic, yeah, but... Like, I don't know how people do it, so... Yeah, I don't, I don't may, know. So, like, with that being said, I mean, we talked about broadheads. So, what is something you... Not This is all seasons. This is, like, what's something you think you need to work on? Like, each year, you're... Like, what's that one thing you're like, I need to do this more. I need to go out and do this, or I need to try to do this. What's, like, the one thing, like, the biggest thing that sticks out for you? I wouldn't say there's, like, just one thing. I would say there's like maybe two or three. Uh, one of them's definitely like I want to hunt more if we can. <laughs> you know, like be out in the woods more, like mm -hmm. hunting and get more experience. Because like that one year was really nice because we both, our jobs allowed us to hunt after work. Now we're stuck to maybe some weekends. Sometimes hardly if that, like maybe to noon because by that time we got to be back home. Like, you know, cook lunch, get ready for the day, do the laundry or, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, our wives, well, I'm not married yet, but uh, <laughs> they do a lot of stuff. I mean, they do. Don't get me wrong. They cook and clean and everything. They do a lot. They do a lot. They're great. But <laughs> he's like trying to butter it up just in case they listen. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going. I was definitely running that through my mind. But. We, like, work as a team with our partners. So, you know, we, we feel guilty if they're going to be, by you know, at home by themselves. So, like, you know, we still got, you know, it's summer right now. So we got grass to mow and weed eat and this and that and clean and sweep. And then, of course, I we both take on side projects for other people, which, you know, we probably shouldn't anyways, and it, like, ever because we have hunting and we want to do archery shoots and 3D shoots and stuff. And... Yeah, maybe a little bit more selfish. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, be a little bit more selfish, and I want to hunt more. Like, 
not even like you said, not even just archery. Like I want to go out rifle more, which I went out a lot with my dad last year, even though I already got a deer. Just it was nice to just go out, not have to lug a gun around and just kind of help him rather than trying to shoot your own deer. And then I kind of want to make it to flintlock season this year. Um, which I might not, but you know, kind of being hopeful both ways. Hopefully you shoot a buck in archery or hopeful that you get to flintlock season. But, I'm gonna buy a doe tag. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I'm not because it's just me. We don't. I'm the only one that really eats deer meat. So the only thing that my girlfriend eats is the bologna and the hot stick and the jerky that I make. So I just make a lot of it in a jerky, like everything, almost everything, burger, the steaks. I know everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, you you waste steaks in a jerky?" Yes, I do, and <laughs> I do get jerky chunks, get them cut jerky cuts but so i only get one one tag just a buck buck tags i feel like i'm just wasting it so there's that and then the second thing that i want to work on is like i need to practice more with whatever uh weapon i'm using like whether it's a bow whether it's a rifle or whether it's a flintlock i just need to practice more in general like I never even shot my flintlock yet. And you're right. Like, we need to shoot out of the blind. We need to shoot out of the tree stands. Just to get, like, it's not even, I think it's, like, more of a mental thing that you know you're prepared for it. You're like, I'm prepared. I did this. I shot a, I shot a target out of this tree stand. I'm totally prepared. Or I know what to do in this case that a deer comes up this way in the blind like i know what to do i need to hold my bow here at this angle i can shoot accurately whatever the case may be and even with a rifle like i probably haven't shot a deer rifle and or essentially my deer rifles any of them oh man i don't even know a while a long time too long yeah, well, we may shoot and bench. We just, I guess, we yeah. Just, well, we belong to the sportsman's yeah, club. Yeah, we can do it too. You know, you can shoot what two hundred yards up there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know if miners. You know, everybody checks them once a year. Like they're probably sighted. And I haven't bumped them or dropped yeah. them. But then that's another thing. A flintlock. A flintlock's like almost like shooting a bow. It's open sights. You don't know if it's gonna go off. It's delayed. It's heavy. It's awkward. But like, you want to do it. But how do you find the time? to do it like that's i know right like it's the summer this summer's gone gone and i i haven't shot my flintlock i've had my flintlock done since what april i never even shot it i don't have the time like i keep trying to make time to do it i'm like i'm gonna go up there and shoot this i just just at least once nope because we're too busy with other you know archery stuff deer side projects house stuff I you mean, know i could just go yeah. on no, no i'm not trying to like complain about yeah. it but well we one thing is we went from renting to owning and we still did a lot for renting but also we didn't want to go we need to update this we need to fix this because this is ours we need to make sure it looks nice now that we're we bought houses now we like feel like okay we we get stressed out like this needs done like this oh yeah yeah so it's like a different like yeah we still took care of our houses when we rented them but like we i guess we didn't go the extra mile that we do now so like the extra step yeah just to keep up with even just maintenance stuff exactly so it's like in some some stuff i definitely put off that i shouldn't and yeah like you have a lot of you have a lot of stuff you put off with your house i mean you got you got most of it done, yeah, but, but like, <laughs> well, that's the problem. Everyone says once you get moved in, you don't want to. Even don't... though you sit there and yeah. you know when you're not moved in, you're not looking at it all the time. Mm-hmm. Now you just see it every day, and I guess I guess it makes you care less. Where'd you think it'd be the other way around? Yeah, you know, it's funny. During I get lunch, and you know what I did during lunch? I put up some trim <laughs> during my lunch. Oh, really? Because I have to take mandatory lunch. And I put trim up on, during my lunch break. Oh. So, because I was like, I'm getting this done. I have it painted. I'm putting, but I, there's a lot of things with my house is that I need to do other things before I can do certain things. Like, I didn't want to put my trim up because I actually need to replace a piece of flooring because 
it expanded, etc. I'm going off too far, but I need to replace that piece of flooring before I should put up trim. But I said, screw it. I'm putting it up because who knows when I'm going to get to that piece yeah, of flooring. Yeah, so you're, already, you're already <laughs> on the trim. I Don't make it bigger. It, it just, I didn't want to do it twice. I didn't want to take it apart yeah, and put the flooring in it. and put it back in. So yeah, I was like, take it back off yeah. again. And... But so that, that, that's what this podcast is about. Just regular people that enjoy, that know the struggles that we're coming yeah, through. Yeah, we're not rich. And, we're not sponsored. We just have a YouTube channel that we're like slowly becoming larger at, making a little bit of money off of it, like by selling Yeah, a tiny stuff. bit. Not even yep. from YouTube, just like merchandise stuff. Yeah, yep. So we we are PA Blue Collar Outdoors, but our YouTube is Tipsy Rippers. Most people make two different YouTube uh, YouTubes for, for that. But we're just put under one because we're not big enough that that it. I don't, you know, it affects our algorithm, etc. But I'm not going to get into that. But so if you're listening to us on there, make sure to go on our YouTube. Check it out. We got all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's we do all. Everything. Shit. Yeah, we do. So you want anything? Make sure you comment. You know. Yeah, if you want to see there. a video, Just make sure you check it out. We we post these videos um, every all the time on our YouTube Tipsy Rippers. But um, back to our conversation. It looks like we're closing up on almost an hour here. So we'll go ahead. And okay, go into yours. Like, what is the one thing that you want to work on, even if it's two? Or three. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. We already talked about like shooting out of a blind or shooting out of our spots, shooting guns in general too. Yeah, you haven't like, shot yours in a long time either. I last time I shot mine was with Dean. We shot it and we got Nick sighted in, so that was quite a while ago. Yeah, see, yeah, same. So I haven't. We'll say about squirrel hunting. I didn't. I should have shot it way more than I. Oh did, yeah, you know? that like, perfect example. So, I mean, which who knows if we're gonna get to do that before archery season which i'd like to go out one day at least but um so let's think or even like dove dove if we try do, dove, yeah, if try we do it. go if we have time time that'd be nice go. we could smoke them yeah smoke them I, good. I don't know how to poppers. make dove poppers i just watch meat eater we it, could just wing it yeah i don't think it'd be too what's hard? the worst thing could, yeah, could get, happen it's probably like, like jalapenos and stuff how they Something like that. Okay. I don't even remember. I haven't watched that sh- episode in a long time. I have to like re. Yeah. So I mean that that is. I think everybody wants to work on all that stuff too. Like. I mean, we're general. real bad about. It, yeah. I feel. I feel like. I mean, but how do you make the time, or how do you f- not feel guilty about? I mean, that's the thing about. We'll just. I know I haven't said what I want to work on, but that's the thing about like rifle hunters is people. Some people just go in and they don't shoot at all. They just go in and hunt, and they don't practice. Archery people too. They just go in. And hunt oh and yeah, don't they practice. do. Yep. And that that was me. I didn't. I practiced right two weeks before season. I'd start shooting. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good to go. You know, so that falls in line with it, and I'm 100% guilty of that. You know what I want to work on is actually obtaining the gear that I need. Like, I buy that's a big one. It's huge because, like, I've been – I've always not bought anything I need. Most of the stuff I just wear – like, I would like to have one set of hunting clothes that fits me comfortably. I That's not super loud. Like, I'm sick. Like, my pants go – Oh, yeah, because like, they're waterproof. That. Yeah, I hate it. And I don't want them to be, like, super puffy or super, like – I mean, that's the problem. You need, like, for each season, you need different gear. But I don't care if I just have one nice set. And I use it and for some. I mainly hunt archery, so if I buy one set for archery season, yeah, you'll probably be set for which I'm okay, maybe not yeah. rifle because it's cold. But. but how do you justify spending four hundred dollars on like stuff like that? Yeah, like, just to wear an archery, uh, like oh, yeah. this is just light stuff and it's waterproof. But you can't really wear it in rifle season, so like it's kind of useless other than archery. Yeah, and I don't know. The, I mean, I've never used great camo, so. I don't know. Yeah, ours relatively, is just... if it you like, I can see it being. Sorry, I think I interrupted you, but I can see it being important when it's cold and or like you're backpacking and minimalizing sweat and stuff like that. That's important, and you know what I mean. Maybe whatever if you're really worried about the camo actually working to camo you. But in my instance, like there are deer in general, their eyesight's kind of bad. So yeah, it's just like shapes and. Camo just kind of breaks up your shape. They can still see you moving. And 
Yeah. I mean, well, that could be a conversation. Like, I'm not going to get into it too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's a good one, sides. though. That's a good one. Like, obtaining the correct gear. Like, whether it yeah. be, you know, clothing or, you know, this year we both finally got, well, I didn't. I just used my dad's, but range finders. And, because, um, like, before we never, we would just borrow Dean's. We half the time we didn't even take it with us. We just guessed a yardage, which blows my mind that we did that. We were successful. Blows my mind. Yep. And now, like, it's like I'm too into it, but it's like we knew the yardage and we knew, you know what I mean? Yeah, we like guessed everything. We like that just blows my mind that we were that set on guessing yardages that we actually we killed deer guessing yardages, which that's what they used to do. I mean. Yeah, and I mean that could go towards like a ethical thing for sure. Yeah, but, yeah, like. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, what ha- what'd you do before range finders? You know, yeah, you, exactly. You learn the ranges. What I used to do is, I didn't have range finder. I don't. I'm broke. I use Masio camo. I'm broke. Whatever. Yeah, I from use, Walmart. Yeah. We buy. I mean, we buy yeah, Walmart. I want Walmart there's stuff. No, there's nothing wrong with it, in no. my opinion. No, but, no. Some of it's kind of nice. I'm gonna say like where for where we're at, don't matter. But what I used to do is I would pick up three different colors of ribbon and I would walk my yardage, ribbon it. And when I first on started, I ribbon around trees. This is twenty. This is thirty. And uh, you know what I mean. I would mark probably a bunch of trees. That's what I started off. So I know, which is still good to do. I just yeah, don't have time because it's do a quick it. reference. And especially when they're running, you're like, okay, they're at thirty, they're at twenty. You know what I mean? General area. So, yep. Fifty four. Fifty four. So, I would say one other thing I would like to work on this year personally is my spot and stock game. Like I, I yeah, you're big on that. I wanted, That's yeah. I want this year, whether or not we'll see how the first day goes, if we do see, like, bucks or whatever, you know what I mean? But if not, I you know, if I'd like to spot and stock a doe. So that that's kind of, like, my plan this year in archery. I might still go after a buck, but, like, that's my main goal right now. This is just like, at least a deer. To, yeah. I mean, I could I could have gotten deer spot and stock in, like, a lot of times, but I was trying to I – mean, used to get buck tags because there's no sense in me getting doe tags just like you because no one eats it mm-hmm. so that 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 but that's something i want to get good at like better like i want to be sm- and not and be like i think i i'm too worried about making a bad shot or jumping the deer and make missing and hitting them in the butt or something because something i would do i'm you know how i am i'm yeah. fucking scatterbrained yeah so yeah like you walk up on them and they jump up and you get the opportunity and they might be just walking slow and you're just like in between a tree. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it would be a rush too. Like I think it like that's my yeah, thing. Cause you're like, like always on your toes. There's always like action. You're not just sitting there waiting for them to come to you. You're like kind of more or less. How close can I get to them? Are they going to see me if I go over there? What are they going to do if I go over there? Like, you know, like mm-hmm. a whole, whole like, you're constantly, like, whereas, like, if you're in a tree stand, you're like, okay, are they going to come over here? How close are they going to come? What are they doing? And you're just in there. You only get one rush, whereas, like, when you're spotting and stalking, it's the entire time because yep. you're constantly trying to, you see a deer, and you're trying to get up to it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's actually really, really hard when you're actually trying to do it. seems like I've done it every time when I'm not, I wasn't trying to do it. Or like when I when I first started to hunt, I was like success. I could have actually successfully gotten something, but when I first started hunting, I was scared, like that it wasn't legal or like the buck wasn't legal, etc. So those are the two main things I want to work on. Um, so uh, spot and stock and getting the correct gear. Yeah, which I, I wouldn't say correct, but like yeah, nice gear that's like decent. Yeah. Just for the like the right stuff, and that's I'm cheap, so it's hard. Like it's hard, but that's I'm trying to work up to that and try to buy the right things. So I mean, how you want it? So we can end it with like one. We'll make this one hard since we'll make this one hard. What's one piece of advice you would give? This is something I want to make sure that we try to do. Is like what one piece of advice you would give to a new hunter 
like other than I know we talked to the Andrew, but like what is the one piece of advice you'd give a hunter going into rifle, not archery, not muzzleloader, into rifle, like telling them like advice. Just one. You can branch it off, whatever. But like what? So I would say, uh, make ethical shots. Try and do just one shot, you know, uh, a decent one shot. Don't be, like, shooting at them, running across a field at 300 yards because you think you can do it. But how do you, like, let me branch off with that question with another question. Like, how do you – you're excited. You see a big buck or you see a big doe, and it's your first time, and you shoot, you miss. You're like, fuck, it's still standing there. Shoot, miss, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, how do you – like – how do you make yourself calm or how you make yourself like patient, I guess? Like what kind of like when you were growing up with your dad, like say you seen a doe and you didn't have a doe tag, but you were like, oh, should I yeah, shoot it's it? Yeah, so exciting. Like, yeah. So like what, like what's your experience where you're, you tell people to be like, be patient I would, with that? Yeah, I would say like just calm down because you don't really know what's going to happen at all. Like, anything can happen with deer. So just, like, keep an open mind because you don't know what's going to happen. There could be a buck coming behind the doe, so maybe don't shoot the doe. You don't know. Yeah. But, like, is there anything, like, specific, like, breathing or just kind of, like, not Like, how I calm myself it? down, I count backwards from 10, like, real slowly. Even or, in an instance, like, with a, say, yeah, you see, yeah. Even if you, like, when you're first starting and you see a a four point with uh, you know two on each side and you're like oh i i can't tell if it's a legal or it is legal and you kind of go in that why you know that oh yeah you're like should i shoot should i not shoot it so Um, would you do something like that count backwards from time yeah yeah and like just be like okay well you know like i tell myself worst case scenario like oh it's not legal if it's too far away but if it's like real close, be like, ah, oh, it might be legal. It might be legal. And then you get yourself all excited and worked up. So you kind of want to just keep yourself calm and just be like, okay, let's just calm down. Let's use our brains here. Get out your binoculars if you have them and look closer, look or your scope from your gun and like, look, make sure like back to the ethical shots. It's a legal deer. And then you can kind of get worked up about it. Because you're wanting to shoot it. And once again, back to what I said earlier, make an ethical shot on it. Yep. And then after you have went through with all those, then you can get worked up. I would say. Yep, good advice. I would definitely, so for mine, I would pretty much say the same thing. I, I would say in rifle, um, don't be, definitely don't be overly eager. And if you don't think, say you're going after a buck, or even if you're going after a doe, just make smart decisions. Don't rush it. Like, don't, like, this is, because when you're in the moment, even if you're going after a doe, it can be just exciting, especially for for your first time. Oh, yeah, any You get that adrenaline, you know. Mm. You know how it is. You get really excited and pumped, and you just want, you can make mistakes easily, and uh, the best thing is just kind of keep in the back of your head that, you know what I mean? You, it, in my opinion, this is a living animal. This is a living creature. Yeah. And you know what I mean? You, if you were a doe, would you want to get shot in the gut and have to run for 10 miles or in the butt and you live with a shot in your ass and yeah. you don't have a medic? Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not, you know, you're not a human. So it's like, try your best to like, like you said, make an ethical shot. And I would just, you know, keep that in the back of your head. Like, yeah, like just because you have a rifle that you can shoot like crazy distances with and it's probably going to kill the deer, like still keep that in mind in the back of your head. Yep, and especially especially if it's a big buck, you know what I mean? You might want to take that shot, but... It does happen, though. It does. Yeah, yeah, yes. I guarantee, and I've done it, and I've experienced it. And, yeah. Um, but I, I think I've always kind of like myself, I've... I think I've been more hesitant about that because I want to make a good shot or whatever. Not everybody thinks like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in they the don't. In the moment, you definitely don't. But that, 
I think that's great advice. And if you take anything from us in any of these podcasts, take that one little thing of advice. We appreciate you guys uh, stopping in. Yeah, and watching our uh, podcast. Definitely. I am Cody. And I'm William. Thanks for stopping in the PA Blue Collars Outdoors. And uh, check out. See you next time. Yep. See ya. Tipsy Rippers, check it out.